Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Huge day in college football today. Conference championship games will be set. Rivalries all over the country. Division two, Division three playoffs. And let's get right into what's going on in Division two. Wild game, Minnesota State, Colorado Mines, out in Colorado today. And joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Nick Burns from Minnesota State. And Nick, wild, wild football game, and it looks like the Mavs came up just short. Yeah, it definitely was a wild football game uh, with uh, Colorado Mines uh, defeating the Mavericks uh, 48-45. to and The two teams combined for more than 90 points on the day and more than 900 uh, yards of offense. It was, uh, it was uh, definitely, uh, def- definitely a crazy game. Uh, both quarterbacks throwing for over 300 yards. Uh, Minnesota State uh, quarterback Hayden Eckern threw for a career high, 377 yards and four touchdowns, while Colorado School of Mines quarterback John Matoka uh, threw for 307 yards and four touchdowns. So it was quite the it was quite the offensive performance from uh, both quarterbacks out there today. And uh, Matoka from Mines also had 106 rushing yards and a touchdown. But uh, the Mavericks also had a couple receivers get more than 100 receiving yards on the day. Isaiah Manuel had 117 yards and a touchdown, while the DJ Barber had uh, 108 yards and two touchdowns for the Mavericks. And uh, the Mavericks definitely, uh, they, they lived up, you know, they've been a resilient team all year, and they're, uh, towards the end of the game, uh, their, their back was to the wall. But they managed to uh, make it interesting there at the very end with less than two minutes to go. They got a big 66-yard uh, touchdown pass from uh, Eckern to uh, Isaiah Emanuel, and that made it a, a three-point game. And on the onside kick, Mines initially bobbled it, but they were able to secure it just before uh, the Mavericks got there to maybe uh, get it for themselves. So, but it was a you know heck of a I mean it was a very uh, crazy game, and it was a uh, you know it's a tough loss, but a pretty good season for the Mavericks. Uh, Ten and three uh, definitely showed resiliency all throughout the season. Yeah, no doubt. Minnesota State uh, almost comes back. They jump out to the big lead, twenty-one uh, seven after one, and then Mines matches that. In the second mm-hmm. quarter, I mean, that, just talk about yep. a roller coaster ride all day yep. today, and then Minnesota State outscores them in the fourth, but comes up just short on, yep. on a big day uh, for both teams. Hey, Nick, thanks for the call. Thanks for the update. You're welcome. All right, there he is, Nick Burns. 
from Minnesota State. Once again, the Mavericks come up short. A uh, couple of huge days, over 90 points, over 900 yards of total offense in that one. We're expecting to hear from uh, Kevin Reed on that Bemidji State loss at Angelo State. Uh, Kev uh, was on the road with the Beavers today. They fall 33-19. to We also hope to get an update on what happened in the MIAC today. Uh, either way, we'll get a complete update on Division Three. Uh, with Pat Coleman from D3Football.com. St. John's loses at home today. If you're just joining us on the program or if you're on the roadways today, um, tough loss for the Johnnies. They they just flat out turn it over too much today. Five turnovers in the game today, and Wartburg takes full advantage and gets the win 23-20. to over the Johnnies in a gorgeous day up at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. And then Bethel goes on the road and really takes care of business. They let it 17-13 at the half, but the Royals' defense pitches a shutout in the third and fourth quarters. Bethel beats Linfield 30-13, to and Jaron Rosti, the Royals' outstanding quarterback, three touchdown passes in the game today. Another uh, great performance uh, out of that senior quarterback from Alexandria. So you're up to date on what's happening there, and we're in a bit of a holding pattern. Jonathan, let's get up to date real quick on some of the biggest games of the day. Maybe not all uh, the games. Let's you and I chat a little bit about the game in Columbus today. Ohio State hosting Michigan, the annual game. Michigan hadn't won in Columbus since the year 2000, so 22 years. Uh, The weather looked really good in Columbus today, and this one was close. And then all of a sudden, Michigan just blew it open in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Michigan went down the field early, got got in the game, but Ohio State's offense was rolling early. They got down uh, into the end zone once. They they got a field goal, and at the beginning of the second quarter, Michigan was down 10-3. to But something seemed to happen throughout the game, and Michigan continued to wear down Ohio State. They had a couple of big plays, and I, I was listening to people earlier in the week say that J.J. McCarthy, the uh, Wolverines, I believe, freshman quarterback, had to make a couple of plays and, and had to be somewhat dynamic to have, to give Michigan a chance. They couldn't just run the ball down Ohio State's throat because that defense, to, to continually depend on that defense to shut down Ohio State didn't seem to be feasible. But what happened was the Wolverines got a couple big pass plays from McCarthy, ended up 263 yards passing and three touchdowns, and then they wore down. They got ahead of Ohio State at the half, wore them down through the third and fourth quarters, and Donovan Edwards went went nuts uh, the last quarter, had two huge, I'm talking 70, 75-plus yard runs, touchdown runs, for Michigan to help them pull away in the end. And you got to give credit to Michigan's defense as well. They did shut down Ohio State's offense. Three points in the second half for the for the Buckeyes, and that was really in garbage time once everything was kind of settled. Yeah, yeah and, and for Ohio State, this is probably it. Georgia in Michigan with this win uh, will be – Big double-digit favorites over whoever comes out of the Big Ten West in in the Big Ten championship game. Be a major surprise if they lose there. 
TCU, uh, they're beating Iowa State today. They'll be favored in the Big 12 championship game. I guess that's less of a done deal that they win there because you would think if they lose that game, then it opens the door for the likes of Ohio State to maybe get in uh, the college football playoff. Yeah, Ohio State right now is looking at really three teams. They're looking at uh, LSU, they're looking at USC, and they're looking at TCU, all the abbreviation schools. Um, If one of those teams falter, then, okay, you might still have a shot. I think Ohio State, with that win over Notre Dame this year, if Notre Dame beats USC, not only does it really raise Ohio State's profile, it kind of eliminates USC. Because yep. that will give, give the Trojans their second loss tonight, uh, second loss if they lose tonight. And when in the Pac-12, is that going to be as good as a one-loss Ohio State team? So no. No. if the, the thing with, with this weekend and next weekend, LSU has to play Georgia. Whether they win tonight or not, they have to play Georgia. USC still has to play uh, Notre Dame tonight, and then either Utah or Oregon next week in the Pac-12 championship game. There's a possibility that those teams could lose again. Then it comes down to really nobody because TCU, they wouldn't even be a factor, and Ohio no. State would possibly get in as the four seed so or the three seed. So I, I think Ohio State still has a shot just based on how the, the season has gone, how these games have come out. Clemson lost today. Tennessee lost last week. Um, Alabama has two losses. I don't think they would put them in over a, a, uh, a one-loss Ohio State. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's it's just going to come down to what Oregon – I'm sorry, what the USC does. And Oregon lost last week. That was a big result for Iowa State. I'm sorry, for Iowa State, sorry. Thinking of Ohio. alma mater getting crushed right now by TCU. Um, uh, Ohio State needed Oregon to lose as well um, to, to help out the situation. So they're looking at USC and they're looking at, T, at, uh, at uh, LSU as the possible foibles to get, to get in. Yeah, and with all of that said, I still don't see anybody beating Georgia. Uh between now and the national championship game, I really don't. The way they play defense, particularly that game against Tennessee, which was a huge showdown in the SEC a little bit earlier this season, uh, I, I I just don't see it. I think Georgia's the best team in college football. I agree. Um, Georgia's, the, Georgia's the team to beat. I think it's obvious. They have had some slow starts the last couple of weeks. Uh, against Kentucky, at Kentucky, and at uh, home against Georgia Tech today, and they did, they did come close to losing once at Missouri, but really the most complete team this season appears to be Georgia, and you're going to have to have enough of a defense to slow Georgia down so that they can, uh, you can hang in the game because. The way that defense plays, I don't know how many offenses can can really score on them. Tennessee was a lights-out offense. Um, they, Like you said, they were shut down. USC has that kind of lights-out offense. TCU has that kind of 
up-tempo, high-scoring high offense. Ohio State has that. Will they score on Georgia? Eh, eh, that's that's the question. All right. Quick break. Coming up, college football final. Pat Coleman, D3Football.com. He was at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. We'll get his thoughts on that one. Johnny's turnovers from afar had to be the difference. We'll get Pat's thoughts on that uh, coming up. Minnesota in trouble early in the fourth. Wisconsin leading there 16-13. Paul Bunyan's axe could be headed or or could stay in Madison today. And uh, the Golden Gophers would limp to a 7-5 and five finish overall. They'd get a bowl game, but uh, you, you could be looking for an oil change in Detroit. 5-18, we'll come back. Here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. College football final. Tough day for teams here in the upper Midwest, especially in D2. Bemidji State on the road. Minnesota State on the road. And uh, speaking of the Beavers, we're going to bring in uh, their play-by-play guy, Kevin Reed. Uh, Kev, good to visit with you. Uh, We we talked a week ago, it would be a tough one down at Angelo State today, and it was every bit of that. Uh, It certainly was, Steve. I, I just, I was amazed at, uh, Bemidji State's lack of offense. I mean, Angelo State has a great defense, don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you only wind up with 10 yards rushing on the entire day, uh, that is absolutely something I had no clue would happen. Uh, but that's what happened to Bemidji State today. And, and let's face it, if you only have 10 yards rushing and you only have eight first downs in the game, it's going to be hard to win. That said, it was 13-7 to early in the fourth quarter. If Bemidji State is able to get any offense going at all, 
they've got a chance to win that ball game, but they didn't. Uh, you know, then a field goal gets made by Angelo State. You know, they get a couple of interceptions. One returned to the nine-yard line, which led to another field goal, and then one returned for a touchdown. And the next thing you know, it's thirty-three to seven, and that's what the final is. But again, it was thirteen to seven early in the fourth quarter. Bemidji State was on the scoreboard first. Uh, another touchdown pass from Brandon Alt to Brendan Bolio uh, put him up seven nothing in the first. Uh, Angelo State scored a couple of touchdowns in the second uh, to backs out of the backfield and led 13-7 to at the half after a missed field goal. Uh, then there was no scoring in the third quarter. And again, as bad as Bemidji State had been on offense, the defense and special teams kept them in the game with a block punt. Uh, they had a kickoff return, a long kickoff return that, that set them up with a chance to score, and they didn't. Um, so it was just one of those days where Bemidji State just really – didn't get it done. Uh, they had a chance to win. They didn't, and that's the way it goes. And Angelo State took over at that point, and, and that's what good teams do. Yeah, and uh, Minnesota State, the other entrant out of the Northern Sun to get to this round, fell at Colorado Mines, 48-45. But, Kevin, final thought on this season. It was quite a year for the Beavers. Oh, it was. You lose your first two games by a total of four points, games you probably should have won. Uh, and then you you know rip off nine in a row to end the regular season to get to nine and two and make the playoffs. Uh, you know you host your first playoff game ever, uh, and you win that over Winona State last week. Uh, sure, it was a great season. Uh, there were guys on the bus that said, eh, "It's a little too early to hear how great a season it was." Today still hurts, but it really was. It was a very good season, and Bemidji State is going to be good. Uh, you know, next year should be another good year. I mean. Uh, you know, Brandon Alton, all of his passing yards and his arm is coming back. Probably, maybe, we hope, we don't know. Uh, he hasn't made a decision official yet, uh, but he could come back. And if he does, that automatically makes the Bemidji State a pretty darn good football team because despite the fact that he had five interceptions today, um, you know, he's still one of the top quarterbacks in D2 in the entire country. And uh, again, if he comes back, uh, look for Bemidji State to have another good season next year. Today just wasn't their day. Well, Kevin, good to visit with you as always. Thanks, my friend. Safe travels. Thanks, Steve. Take care. All right, there he is, Kevin Reed, joining us, the voice of the Bemidji State Beavers, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, and joining us right there, uh, he covers the D3 uh, football scene like a blanket at D3Football.com. Pat Coleman joining us. He was up at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. And I would think for a late November day, the weather couldn't be better uh, in Collegeville uh, for Wardburg and St. John's Path. No, Steve, uh, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people before the game were comparing today to a very similar day in, I think it was 2002, when St. John's hosted Coe. Coe had the, some guy named Fred Jackson at running back, right? He went on to a long career in the NFL. That was one of the coldest days in a second round playoff game. And this was uh this is a beautiful ideal day for football, to be honest. Yeah. And, and it was one of those were pretty close football game, but as it turned out and looking at the box score, you, you, you look at turnovers and that was probably the ball game today. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the story. Really. Uh, Niall McLaughlin, who is the starting quarterback for Wartburg goes out late in the third quarter with an ankle injury, like had to be helped off the field and everything. And, uh, you know, and it was a, uh, it was a, a 10 point game at the time. And, you know, St. John's just needed to, uh, needed to score twice because 
Wartburg was not really generating much offense with its backup quarterback, but unable to do so, uh, the Wartburg defense comes up with a, a couple of great plays uh, in the third and fourth quarter, ended up intercepting Aaron Severson four times, and then just a really impressive job by Parker Rochford. He is one of the defensive backs and linebackers for Wartburg who not only intercepted a pass in this game, but he also stripped the ball right out of the hands of the Johnny's punter, ran it in for a touchdown. That helped them extend that league back out to 23-13 midway through the third quarter and gave them just enough to uh, to hang on down the stretch because, uh, you know, St. John's was, was coming for them when uh, Warburg was not able to string too many first downs together down the stretch. And Pat, uh, stand out on that D3 scoreboard has to be uh, St. John's full in the MIAC. The Bethel Royals go on the road to Linfield of Oregon and get a big victory. It looks like Jaron Rosti had a huge day out there. Jaron Rosti was great. Uh, he was really efficient today. I think what we've noticed is, you know, since coming back once again from injury, right, he missed most of the Augsburg game with injury. He was a little bit limited in uh, you know games beyond that he hasn't run nearly as much but very efficient passing today 19 of 24 for 214 yards and three touchdowns all of those touchdowns to that uh, great sophomore receiver Joey Kidder but it's David Jeebly he's a freshman running back who's really taken uh, some of this load away from Rossi like Rossi likes to run they are really effective when Rossi runs the ball well that's a dimension of the offense that is really big for Bethel but Today, I mean, he didn't get in the end zone today, but he had 20 carries for 96 yards. Uh, In the first-round game against Wheaton, Ghibli had a big day on the ground as well. Uh, And those are the big offensive standouts for Bethel. I just want to point out on the defensive side, you know, they got to the the Linfield quarterback six times for sacks. And then Anthony Hockett had two interceptions for the Royals, one of them in the end zone early in the fourth quarter. Would have made the score 24-19. Instead, as you pointed out earlier, uh, you know, Linfield was held off the scoreboard the entire second half, and Bethel goes away with that 30-13 to victory. Yeah, big victory. And uh, number one, number two, and number three all survived today, North Central of Illinois, number two, Mount Union, number three, Mary Harden-Baylor. Uh, your, your thoughts as we move to the quarterfinals in D3? Yeah, Mary Harden-Baylor, uh, good job on the road against Trinity of Texas. It is really hard to get off of the West Coast or to get out of Texas the way the Division Three bracketing is. They lump all of those teams together, and that's a number of quality teams in one little sub-quadrant of the bracket. So Mary Harden-Baylor gets out 24-17. You, we won't know for sure until tomorrow when the N, uh, NCAA actually announce it, but Bethel should be headed down to Mary Harden-Baylor. Interesting in the, you know, like the top right corner of our bracket, North Central, number one team in the country. Uh, They'll be hosting Ithaca. That will be a a bit of a contrast and I think a really good matchup. Uh, Wartburg and Aurora, Don Beebe's team, uh, comes up with another road win, two road wins in consecutive weeks. Not nearly as monumental an upset, but figure Aurora to be traveling to Wartburg in the quarterfinal in like the upper left-hand part of the bracket. And then Delaware Valley out of uh, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. They scored 21 unanswered points to end the game, defeated Randolph Macon 39-32. And, of course, the reward in that part of the country is you go to Mount Union. Mount Union had an easy with uh, Utica. 
Yeah, big, big win. Well, Pat, always great, uh, great work, d3football.com. Safe travels to you, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next week. Would love to. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you covering D2 and D3 and everybody else. All right, there he is, Pat Coleman, d3football.com. On a lovely day in Collegeville, didn't go the Johnny's way, just too many turnovers. We'll get an official game report from Ryan Klinkner uh, up in Collegeville before we say goodbye before 6 o'clock tonight. Still uh, have some more Big Ten top 25 scores. Uh, Gophers have tied it up at Wisconsin 16-all midway through the fourth. The axe on the line in that one. But first, we've got the weather. We'll get to that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Not so good in D2. Minnesota State and Bemidji State lose their D2 second-round games. Division Three, the MIEC champ, St. John's, they get beat at home by... Wartburg today, but Bethel goes on the road to Linfield of Oregon. They get the W, and Austin LeJess joins us. A big win for the Royals today. Yeah, Steve, another big win. Almost similar kind of play style to last weekend. The Royals just methodical drives. They do it once again. You know, they give up defensively, as we heard, you know, earlier with Pat. Uh, six sacks, a couple of interceptions from Anthony Hockett in the end zone. It really started in the first quarter. Bethel um, on defense first, they give up a couple big plays, but they force a 34-yard field goal. And then Joey Kidder's career-high three touchdowns day starts in that first quarter. Makes an incredible over-the-shoulder grab at the back pylon that puts us up 7-3. Linfield, a 49-yard field goal, 7-6. to And then Jaron Rosti calls his own number. The Royals' all-time leading touchdown rusher made it 14-6. to Linfield answers with an 11-yard pass, 14-13. to and then to finish out what an incredible second quarter it was, Hugo C. Fuentes, a 24-yard field goal, made it 17-13. to Royals defense came out in the second half out of the locker room uh, where six of those, or excuse me, four of those sacks came. Joey Kidder had both of the Royals' touchdowns. It was an 11-yard grab in the front of the pylon in the third quarter with 4.15 left. And then he makes an incredible play. He's at his own 43-yard line, spins off a Linfield defender, and opens it up for a 65-yard uh, touchdown reception. 30-13, to 13, it was the rest of the way. The defense, incredible. I think, Steve, the big thing to talk about this team is some of the adversity they had to overcome. Uh, they were scheduled to fly out at 6 o'clock Thanksgiving night. A pilot got sick, so instead they leave Minneapolis-St. Paul at 12.43 a.m. They land in Portland at 3 a.m., practice yesterday, and just get a big road win. They hand Linfield only their third loss at home since 2011. Wow, that is outstanding. And, and we heard from Pat 
Likely destination, Texas, Mary Harden-Baylor. That's what we're expecting. The defending national champions ranked third in the nation. We'll find out officially Sunday afternoon. It'll be the first all-time meeting, though, between those two squads, no matter where it may be. Yeah, well, great story, though. Great run for Bethel. And, you know, things didn't look particularly good when Jaron Rosti got hurt in that game against St. John's in the MIAC championship. But he's bounced back and, and played great. He has, you know, and I think now that we're getting deeper in the postseason, um, as Pat said, he hasn't been running this match much, but that compliment with Kunkel and Ghibli really allows Rossi to stay in the pocket and connect with those sophomore wide receivers who have just been incredible this year for the Royals. Well, great story. Bethel wins on the road at Lindenfield of Oregon, 30-13. to 13. Looks like they'll be on the road to Texas. Austin, good to visit with you, and thank you. As always, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. All right, there it is. Uh, good, good deal. As Bethel pulls off, uh, fair to say, an upset on the road. You you heard the numbers. Linfield doesn't lose at home. And Mary Harden-Baylor, I remember St. Thomas uh, went on the road not too many years ago uh, to, to Mary Harden-Baylor and played down there in uh, Texas. I, I guess it is quite, quite a setup. Uh, Dave Lee couldn't make that trip. Eric Nelson was doing the game. He was just telling me it, it was unbelievable uh, setup for Division Three football down there. And as Austin said, uh, defending national champs. How about that? 542 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. And Jonathan Lowe, uh, we're going to bring you in here real quick. Uh, do you want to do a scoreboard update right now? And let us know what's going on in some of the big rivalry games of the day. I knew it. That I, I can do. That I can All do, right. Mr. Thompson. That I, For you, anything, sir. Anything. <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, this has been a big-time day because of the closeness of the matchups, the tightness of the matchups, the, 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 the tautness of the, the competition between all these teams on e- either side of the sidelines. And that's why it's a wonderful, beautiful rivalry edition of a Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. And we get it rolling in the Big Ten with an instant update from Madison. The Gophers have gone ahead of Wisconsin. They've just run it into the end zone. I'm sorry, thrown it into the end zone. And it looks like, yes, Minnesota on a touchdown pass is up 22-16 over the Badgers. Extra point pending. And it is under... Uh, let me. Sorry, they just went away from the time here. It is looks under, like under four to go. Yes, just under four minutes to play in Madison. A huge score, three forty to play on the clock. As we continue on in uh, the Paul Bunyan game, the 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 game for the axe. As we continue on in that game, so again, Minnesota looking to get to eight and four on the season. Wisconsin looking to avoid a six and six finish to the regular season. Other games going on. There's one in action at the end of three. Number 11, Penn State, is leading over Michigan State 21-10. Michigan State needs this win to become bowl eligible. Just gone final in Champa- I'm sorry, in Evanston, Illinois. The Illini get their eighth win on the season. They route Northwestern 41-3. The Wildcats, have lo- after their opening season win, over Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland, lost 11 in a row. 
One and eleven was the final tally for Northwestern this season. An unbelievably bad season for the Wildcats under Pat Fitzgerald. Also gone final. This is even more important. Purdue comes back from being down early to defeat Indiana for the old oaken bucket, thirty to sixteen. That win puts Purdue at eight and four, and more importantly gives them the Big Ten West title. They will be playing in Indianapolis next week in the Big Ten championship game. Congratulations to the Boilermakers. Their opponent will be number 3 Michigan. The Wolverines went into Columbus today and upset the second-ranked Buckeyes 45-23. Donovan Edwards will say it again, 22 rushes, 216 yards and two extremely long touchdown runs to help the Wolverines pull away in the fourth quarter and win. Maryland was a winner today over Rutgers, 37-0. And yesterday, one of the reasons Purdue, they they won anyway, so they were going into uh, that uh, Big Ten title game anyway. But Iowa lost yesterday to Nebraska, 24-17. The Huskers in their season uh, I believe it's four, three and eight because they did have a game postponed earlier in the season. Now the top twenty-five scoreboard uh, in Tuscaloosa, the Iron Bowl. Auburn has the ball. They're going to need a, a huge comeback uh, to have any shot. Number seven Alabama leads the Tigers forty-two twenty-four with about five minutes to play. In Corvallis, it has gotten interesting in the Civil War. Number nine, Oregon, took a nice lead. They came back to take the lead against Oregon State, but the 21st-ranked Beavers have responded. It is Oregon leading Oregon State 34-31 early in the fourth quarter. It is late in the third quarter in uh, in Fort Worth, and all it is is left to the, the yelling and the shouting. All that's left is the yelling and the shouting. Number four, TCU, is drubbing Iowa State 48-7. They'll go to 12-0 on the season going into the Big Ten Championship game next week. Just ended in Lexington. Kentucky salvages a seventh win on the season. They upset number 25 Louisville 26-13. Also going on in the third quarter, number 14 Utah is having a day against Colorado. The Utes leading 56-7 in the Rocky Mountains. Finals from earlier today, number one Georgia. They are a 37-14 winner over Georgia Tech. Number eight Clemson loses at home. Probably, excuse me, lost all their chances for the playoff. Their slim chances as they were. They lose to South Carolina 31-30. Coming up later on this evening, in just about 15 minutes, you'll have a kickoff in College Station. Number five LSU taking on Texas A&M. In about 15 minutes, in Tampa, you'll have number 22 Central Florida taking on South Florida in the I-4 showdown. Uh, it is number 15 Notre Dame in the Coliseum tonight to take on number 6 USC. That's about 45 minutes away. Also 45 minutes away, number 10 Tennessee. They are on the road in Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt looking to get their sixth win and become bowl eligible. It is number 12 Kansas State later tonight taking on Kansas in Manhattan for that Sunflower Showdown. The Apple Cup will be late tonight. Number 13, Washington on the Palouse in Pullman to take on Washington State. From yesterday, uh, Thursday, I'm sorry, Friday's games, number 23, Texas, was a 38-27 winner over Baylor. Number 19, Tulane, beats number 24, Cincinnati, qualifies for the American Championship game next week, 27-24, the final there. Number 17, North Carolina, they'll be in the ACC Championship, but they lost to in-state rival North Carolina State in double overtime, 30-27, the final yesterday. Number 18, UCLA, was a winner over Cal, 35-28. Number 16, Florida State, defeated Florida 
45 to 38 in a shootout. And in the Egg Bowl on Thursday, number 20 Ole Miss falls late. Uh, they they had they scored late, tried for a two point conversion to tie, missed it, and Mississippi State wins 24 to 22 in FCS today. One team from the Missouri Valley in action. That's North Dakota, and they are trailing pretty big at Weber State right now, early fourth quarter. And the Wildcats are leading the Fighting Hawks, thirty-eight to seventeen. If North Dakota somehow comes back to win next week, they'll be on the road again at Montana State. The two teams that have buys this week, top overall seed South Dakota State, they'll take on Delaware next week. And then North Dakota State, the third seed overall, they'll take on the winner of Montana and Southeast Missouri State later on this evening. So we got some playoffs going on, but right now all eyes from the Twin Cities are on that matchup in Madison, Wisconsin with the ball three and a half to play, trying to get the tying touchdown for the Axe. Gophers trying to get their eighth win of the year, finish with a winning record in the Big Ten, as you pointed out, and that probably helped their bowl fate. They may avoid Detroit. And then the question would be, does P.J. Fleck get another big extension out of hanging on to the Axe? We'll, we'll see about all of that. Quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got more here on College Football Final on News Talk. e 3 WCCO. Tough day, D2, D3, D2 playoffs, clean sweep. The Northern Sun is done. Angelo State beat Bemidji State 33-7. Colorado Mines beat Minnesota State 48-45. So the Beavers and the Mavericks head into the offseason. And then uh, D3 football playoffs today. Bethel, the winner on the road at Linfield, 30-13. They will likely be on the road at Mary Hart and Baylor, the defending champs next week. St. John's got beat at home by Wartburg. Our friend Ryan Klinkner with one more game report. Fourth-ranked St. John's turned the ball over five times, one of which was returned 12 yards for a touchdown and went one for nine on third down in a 23-20 loss to 12th-ranked Wartburg today in Collegeville. The Johnnies also had a first and goal from the Wartburg three-yard line but turned the ball over on downs early in the second quarter. Quarterback Aaron Severson, a junior from Minnetonka, passed for 244 yards but was intercepted four times. The Knights led 16-6 at halftime and went ahead 23-6 on a 12-yard fumble return for a touchdown on a bad snap and ensuing fumble on the opening drive of the third quarter. The Johnnies, however, held Wartburg to only nine yards in the third quarter and scored a pair of rushing touchdowns from juniors Tony Underwood and Troy Fetima to cut the deficit to 23-20. SJU had three drives in the fourth quarter and totaled 38 yards, but resulted in two interceptions and a punt. Wartburg advances to host unranked Aurora of Illinois next Saturday. All right, there he is, Ryan Klinkner. Big thanks to Ryan. He's been a part of the show for many, many years, the sports information director up at St. John's. And he, he recorded that and sent it to us super super busy uh and it had to be one of the warmer nicest days for for a playoff game up at clement stadium in collegeville I, I i just can't imagine the weather gets any better hey golden gopher women's hockey take on yale tonight golden gopher men are out at arizona state i caught that on the free pac 12 app last night imagine that Collegiate athletics for free on an app in this day and age. I, I couldn't believe it. They got a cool building in Tempe. So if you get a chance, tune in. Go for men one last night. They'll go for the sweep 
over Arizona State. But they got quite a building there. It, it is really, really cool. A big thanks to Jonathan Lowe, all the folks who called in and were part of the show today. Either on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, thank you, and all our guests joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the holiday weekend and what remains of that. Looks like snow moving in on Tuesday, 1 to 3. We'll certainly keep you up to date on uh, the weather as we get a little bit closer to that next snow event. Looks like Tuesday, Tuesday night in these parts. Here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 